You're listening to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. Danny and Jason had many discussions and debates on the back porch while making pivotal investment moves with assets. That's right, with trading cards. They welcome you to the back porch and right into those discussions about current sports news with a fresh and unique twist. So come on and join us. Welcome to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason. Your co-host, Danny. Fans, we got a good show for you today. Talk a little bit about the NCAAs, and then we'll get into the NBA. And a shout-out to the MLB. But first, Danny, to the NCAA, where, man, this weekend was something else. The final four teams were determined. Mm-hmm. At the first start off with Saturday's games, Danny, Kansas State against Florida Atlantic. And who would have ever thought that Florida Atlantic would advance? This has been an interesting tournament uh, so far, Danny, where Florida Atlantic actually won in a nail-biter, 79-76 against Kansas State. Uh, and, man, what a great game that was. Uh, Noel Noel had uh, 30 points, 12 assists. Um, he had an outstanding tournament. Outstanding <laughs> tournament, but it was in a loss here to Florida Atlantic. Danny, what say you about this game? Jay, this one was back and forth, and Kansas State actually had some opportunities to kind of close out Florida Atlantic. They were up six at one point. But the shame of the game was at the end where they didn't even get a shot off to go for a tie. And I thought Noel was going to go for it and pull it, and he didn't. He he passed it off, uh, and the gentleman had the opportunity, and he kind of jab step and then they stripped him that was game so for a game as good as that was to end like it did when they played Michigan State the game ended very similar that way too where Michigan State got stripped at the end where they had an opportunity to go for the tie so it was tough to see them lose that way but congratulations to Florida Atlantic they battled and they're on to their first final four yeah Florida Atlantic number nine seed and then later on that evening, Danny, it was uh, no contest game here. UConn against Gonzaga. Uh, UConn just went ahead and blew the brakes off of Gonzaga. Um, I would just say this from my personal perspective. I was actually happy to see UConn advance against Gonzaga just on account that Gonzaga is good, but I just, I don't know. It just felt like something was missing from Gonzaga um, mm-hmm. in all for me. Uh, UConn exposed them a big time here uh, on a 28-point win, 82-54. And it just solidified UConn's presence down low, uh, in my opinion, uh, and the aggressive nature that they have. So this is going to be interesting, but UConn advances to this game, to the Final Four. What say you, Danny? Jason, Gonzaga was hanging around in the first half, and Drew Timmy got into foul trouble. And at the beginning of the second half, he picked up two quick fouls, which ultimately was Gonzaga's demise. So I thought that the game before, I'm going to reference this as well, UCLA and Gonzaga, where Gonzaga hit the shot to win the game, the three-pointer. I think UCLA would have been a better matchup for UConn because UCLA is better defensively. They had better guard play. 
that Nzaga was missing, which ultimately UConn took advantage of. And credit to UConn, man, they're they're on fire right now. And they started the season off really well, if you remember way back in the day. And then they hit a lull, and then they kind of picked it back up uh, in February. But congratulations to them. And I agree, man. Gonzaga seemed like they just had a – I think it was the guards, though, that, that let them down, that their guards weren't as strong as they have been in the past, where like a Jalen Suggs could bail them out. They just didn't have that person that uh, filled that void this year. And it showed against UConn. So congratulations to UConn. Interesting games on Sunday. Texas against Miami. I'm looking forward to that game mm-hmm. uh, where Miami outlasts Texas 88 to 81. Uh, first time in school history to advance to the Final Four. Uh, man, that was just a, a great game. And then uh, also Creighton against San Diego State. Boy, I tell you, San Diego State, you talk about working out in the gym. That team works out in the gym. And let me just say they outlast Creighton 57-56, man. Some great games, Daddy. Mm -hmm. Um, So you have a two-seed, excuse me, a five-seed in Miami, a five-seed in San Diego State advancing to uh, the Final Four. You have a nine-seed. You have a nine-seed in Florida Atlantic and then a four-seed in UConn actually advancing uh, to the final four great final four parity exists what say you then the creighton san diego state game there was a controversial call at the end uh where they called the foul where san diego state was driving to the hoop and it was a it was a bang bang type call where he kind of leaned on him a little bit as he was doing the floater which Ultimately, they they thought it impacted the shot. So another one that there's been a few of these games, man. They ended, they didn't end the right way, you know, based on how the game played out for the 39 minutes. But San Diego State played tough, and they're defensive minded, man. So they slow that tempo down. And Creighton, I thought they had them. They were playing well. Uh, they had more or less conformed to their style. And but San Diego State put it on at the end and they got a crucial call to uh, get that free throw to win the game. So congratulations to San Diego State moving on. And then Texas. I was pulling for Texas, man. There is a fellow Racinian, Tyrese Hunter, that he's on Texas. He played Iowa State. Uh and moved to Texas, and I was pulling for them, and they were up 12, man. <laughs> About, what, 10 minutes left in that game? And then they just fell apart. Miami, I don't know what it is about Miami. They 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 were down like that to Alabama the other night and came back. They have the shooters. They have a great coach, and ultimately that was enough to knock Texas off. Texas had a key injury, but Truth be told, they should have won that game. They shouldn't have let that one slide slip away. There was there was a call too with about a minute left where the game was tied. There was an over or um the guy was boxing Miami out and they called it on uh, Texas, which uh Miami got the lead at that point, and then they didn't look back after that. But congratulations to Miami, another 
first time Final Four team. Uh, They're having a great tournament, man. So this should be a great Final Four next week. Uh, that UConn matchup against Miami, mm-hmm. that's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. That's gonna be At good least one. on paper, it looks like it's going to be a good one. one. Same thing with San Diego State and Florida Atlantic. I think yep. that's going to be a good one as well. It's the contrasting styles mm-hmm. with that San Diego State-Florida Atlantic game. Mm-hmm. So uh, parity is definitely here. There are no number one seeds, no number two seeds. A lot of brackets are busted. Yep. And there, there's something to be said with that five twelve matchup. So if you took that twelve seed this year, you got burnt. Uh, so congratulations to all the teams, man! Great tournament so far. And I would just say this, along with the parity aspect, I think there are other contributing factors here. I think you have the likes of the transfer portal and the mm-hmm. NIL deals, and I think those things are here to stay as well. I think this is something to be really mindful of moving forward, just not with the NCAA tournament, but I think just within the regular season in general, Danny. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is going to make for a lot more brackets to be busted mm-hmm. early on, quite frankly. Uh, I think this year has been probably one of the first years that I just didn't fill out a bracket personally because, mm-hmm. one, I, I it's too many great players out there. Uh, he tried. I would have picked though Alabama to kind of make it through to the Final Four, mm-hmm. um, but I think that would have been probably the only team that I would have placed in the Final Four. And you see what happened there. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I think NIL transfer portal is here to stay. And now, Danny, on to the NBA, where man, we are down to the last couple of weeks here in the season, Danny. The Bucks. They're a good team. They're a deep team. Mm-hmm. I'm just still concerned with the lack of Middleton either playing in back-to-back games or just having consistent playing time with the starting squad. Uh, the Bucks went ahead. They go into Utah. They they win in Utah. Very next night, they go into Denver and lays an egg, basically. Mm-hmm. You got Giannis getting dunked on uh, by Jeff Green. It's something to be said about winning, but winning against these upper echelon teams makes a statement. It makes a big difference. And the Bucks just hasn't really beaten these upper echelon teams. Mm-hmm. And so that's a concern that I have. Against Philly, they lost. Against Boston, they've taken taken the L. Now against Denver, they've taken the L. Uh, against Golden State, they took an L, uh, albeit in in overtime in Golden State. Uh, Memphis, they always have a good game against Memphis. Yes, they beat Sacramento. Uh, yeah, their Sacramento is good, but inexperienced. Yeah, they beat Phoenix, but without KD, they continue to beat the Clippers. They need to consistently beat these upper echelon teams. I know these are one-off games, and of course, in the playoffs, it's a series. You know, uh, you need to just go ahead and and beat these upper echelon teams. What say you about these Milwaukee Bucks? Yeah, Jay, eight games left, and two key ones coming up. One against Boston Thursday night, and then one against Philadelphia on Sunday. Philadelphia's uh, kind of up, they had that winning streak and they're kind of up and down now a little bit. So the key one is the Boston 
uh, game because Boston's a game and a half back of Milwaukee right now. So you want to take care of business there. Uh, they do have the Grizzlies. Uh, the Bulls are actually playing decent now. So they they have a tough schedule finishing out. Depending, it depends too where some of these teams may rest some people as well. So, but you got to take care of business. You don't want to uh, lose that one seed to Boston. So all eyes will be on that Thursday night game, man, watching that one. And it's at home too. So they should take care of business, but it is Boston. So Boston has something to play for. And uh, this should be definitely a great game. Who knows what Milwaukee will do in terms of who they play. Mm -hmm. But I think they need to throw a kitchen sink at it. We need that number one seed because we don't want to play in the second round either Boston or Philly. And then have to play either one of them in the conference championship. Um, so they best go ahead and win these games and put the kitchen sink at them. <laughs> yep. All players need to be available. It's a statement game too. Just going just going into the playoffs, you want to make a statement. So when you do eventually see Boston, if you do see them, depending on uh, how the results are, you want that in the back of their mind, that latest uh, game. Mm -hmm. So you want to go out and have a great showing and uh, take care of business there. And here's my concern with tonight's game, Danny. It looks like Giannis and I think Drew is out of this game against Detroit. Mm -hmm. Detroit has the ability to actually win a game against Milwaukee. And so these are the type of games that we need to really – make a statement and maybe Jay Crowder is going to play. There's going to be some other bench players that actually play mm -hmm. uh, this game here um, to really kind of help with the, uh, with Giannis and Drew being out. But maybe that's the case um, in Daw, but you need to win this game. Every game is critical here. Uh, Philly, uh, I believe Embiid is out tonight against Denver. Um, that would have been an MVP matchup mm -hmm. type uh, situation, but Embiid is out uh, for this particular game. Um, that would have been fun to really watch uh, and everything, but, hey, it is what it is. Uh, and then, Danny, it just seems like, I don't know, man. You never know with Phoenix, KD, uh, in his return. Um, is it going to be enough games for them to gel before going into the playoffs? Uh, we'll see there. But, man, the West, you talk about the play-in series. I mean, it's only half game separating Golden State, the number six seed, and Minnesota, the number seven seed right now. Um, and it's only a game and a half separating the six seed Golden State and the 10 seed OKC Thunder. Um, so they got to play. They got to play if they want to make this play-in tournament. And then speaking of the West, Look at the East and where the 60 Brooklyn Nets, they're tied with with Miami Heat record-wise, but tiebreaker Brooklyn is the number six seed. It kind of drops from there. Um, so it's really just between Miami and Brooklyn, uh, it seems like, to see who's going to be in the play-in, play-out play tournament, if you will. So yeah, interesting times in the NBA, Danny. Yeah, they uh, – and one thing to note, Jay, in the West, so you mentioned how tight it is. So Phoenix actually, their last eight games here, they actually play 
seven of their games are against people in the play, in playoff contention, teams again in playoff contention. So there could be some wild swings in the West from a seeding perspective. That, for example, let's take the Lakers, where they're two and a half games behind Phoenix. They play Phoenix. But if Phoenix were to, say, stumble, Lakers could move up a little bit and all these other teams can move up. It's, and LeBron just came back yesterday. They took an L to Chicago. So that was a bad loss, in my opinion, even though Chicago is playing really well right now. I think they're one seven out of ten, five in a row or six in a row or something like that. But the Lakers can't be losing games right now because they don't want to be in that playing tournament. If they can sneak into that sixth spot, that's where they ideally want to be to – one, save LeBron's legs and then reduce the risk of injury of, say, like an Anthony Davis or someone like that where you need him for the playoff push. So it's, it's going to – these next few weeks are going to be very interesting, and I'm looking forward to how these shape out and who's in and who's out. And now, Danny, lastly, on to Major League Baseball where uh, baseball season is finally upon us, um, the world classic – uh, helped have really helped us out with the uh, baseball craving um, that some may have, may have. And honestly, I think the World Baseball Classic was actually, man, then you go ahead and keep that. I don't know if it's an every year thing, mm-hmm. um, but if it's every other year or something like that, man, that was something else. Uh, it ultimately ended with Japan winning the World Baseball Classic. But, man, Danny, I think they're on to something here. The attendance, the viewership was this through the roof. And I think this is something that they need, again, to continue. But nonetheless, man, the MLB is back. Uh, and opening day is upon us. What say you, Danny? Yeah, Jay, seeing Shohei Atani against Mike Trout, and those games were really competitive. So that that was the other draw as well, where the games actually, like the championship in the Japan game, 3-2. It was very competitive. You got to see some great talent playing. And it brought eyes to the television. And now I'm looking for the MLB as well opening up because I want to see these new rule changes in, in play and see how it actually impacts the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, is our steals going to be up now because if they have that clock, you can't sit there and take all day keeping someone on base. I just want to see how the the game flows and the dynamic actually in in play where you're in the actual season and not in the spring spring training. So here we go, man. We'll see what these Brewers can do and if they can get off to a good start. But yeah, baseball's back, and that means spring and summer are upon us. Thank you for joining us at Backports Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backportstalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backportstalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us and remember that there's enough hate in the world, so go ahead and spread a little love.